Welcome to our third episode of How to Hustle from Talent Atelier. Dedicated to placing the very best people into the fashion, beauty and luxury lifestyle industries, Talent Atelier are based in Shoreditch in London and work internationally with senior through to C-suite level talent. Essentially, we're a dating agency aiming to create love stories between businesses and people. I'm your host today, Joe Gilmore, and I'm back with my friend and founder, Rachel Saywell-Burr. Rachel's wangled herself onto every single episode so far. Lurking around in the corner. There she is, will not go away. She's having a baby soon. I live here. (laughs) She's having a baby soon, so maybe we'll see less of her then, but Mm. unsure. Maybe not. No, no, she'll be in this podcast. I'll still be here. I'll have it in here. Baby in tow. We're also joined by Stella, the schnauzer puppy, and hopefully she'll be quiet, but we can't make any promises. She's snuggled up on a rug. She's got some strong opinions. She has, yes. She might might pipe up on how to get more treats. (laughs) Anyway, leading on from that, today we're focusing on salaries and how to think about negotiating a better one for yourself. We can't offer a quick fix, but we can talk you through some reflective and helpful ways of navigating the system and understanding how to present yourself in the best way, both to gatekeepers in HR as well as your boss. As always, before we kick off, let's talk about our hashtag creative achiever of the episode. Rachel, who are you championing for today's creative achiever? Uh, Well, we had a chat about this, didn't we? And actually, it's not a person. It's the EU Parliament for banning single-use plastic because that's pretty rad. And it uh, is something that is close to everyone's hearts, I think. So that's kind of where we're at. So no more straws, tampon holders, any of that jazz. It's all getting kicked out now. I think it also forces innovation across packaging and hopefully using more sustainable materials in place of plastic. Yeah, and just makes people think before they're before they're using. Although I've got to say, I do hate a paper straw. So I am going to buy one of those metal straws because a paper straw like uh, always yeah. just dissolves in your mouth. Yeah, all the all the drinks people though say that the metal straws um, oh, affect God. the way that drinks taste. But my bugbear of all is the wooden fork. Oh, Any God. wooden. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't colour in your oh, mouth. I'm like, oh, splinters. Yeah, we'll have to get um, little kits or something. Little like whip them out. Oh, anyway. Yeah, that's little uh, colour kits. Little anyway, kits. we digress already. <laughs> um, anyway, let's kick off with um, a key question. How can you find out what you're worth in the market and whether you're being compensated correctly? Well, this is... A huge question because obviously every single business, depending on the size and the turnover, is going to be different. But there are certain benchmarkers where you will be able to understand what you're worth. Um, Those things will depend on how long you've worked in a business for. Um, Are you uh, someone that's accelerated your career through the company? Like how well that company is doing? I would probably avoid having conversations down the pub with the person that does the same job with you. Um, because it's never a good piece of information to have if you know that your best mate that sits next to you mm. is on 10 grand more because it just frustrates you and it's not it's not something that you can present to HR. Mm. So prob- there are other ways of getting engaged in your industry though, aren't there? Yes, definitely. Um, by speaking to peers and headhunters through networking events. Definitely. I mean, as as a headhunter, we always will have a chat with you about what your kind of benchmark in the industry is anyway. Um, sometimes it can be a shock to some people in a really positive way. And sometimes it can be a bit of a, uh, a, a bit of a kind of downer um, because they may feel that they're worth more. Um, we should also say about don't use another country as your benchmark. 
um, if you've relocated over to New York, got an amazing salary because you were working 24 hours a day and then are coming back and wanting an extra 30 or 40% increase on what you were earning before when you were over here, you can certainly expect a bit of an uplift. But I've mm. never been able to match a US salary of you. No, never. No. Never in my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> People tend to be a bit flat. They're like, hey, I've done all this amazing stuff and it's incredible experience, but you've just got to remember that the UK and the US It's completely different. Yes. Um, okay, so what? once you've garnered all of your information and you kind of understand, like, oh my God, my friend like who does the same job as me in a different agency is being paid x amount more like how would you go about using that information what would you recommend doing before you get there you need to evaluate yourself are you worth the amount that that person is does that person speak four languages of mm. which one is chinese um is that person got more skills than you um yeah. it's like giving yourself a mini appraisal really isn't it, it yeah and trying to remove ego from that because it's easy to get caught up in your own like oh I've been doing this for ages and I should be on blah 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 so you've you've kind of spoken to people you've got all of your information and you've um like you're ready to ready to use that information like what would you then go about doing in terms of your speaking to your boss or speaking to your HR person I think you need to build a case around it Mm -hmm. and get some facts down on paper Mm -hmm. because it can often be quite emotional Mm. Um, so if you have the facts, it takes the emotion away from it. That's really true. Yeah. So if you've been on the same salary for two years and you've helped the business raise their turnover or change direction, and you've been really pivotal in that change, Mm -hmm. then you are right to ask for a set, a salary rise, but there's different factors to consider when asking those as well, which is, is there a massive HR team? Is there salary bandings within within the business of which you might be at the top of Mm -hmm. um certain business if if we should say because if you work in a small to medium-sized business you might not be aware of this but if you're in a larger company they'll only do salary reviews once a year we had a big chat with an hr professional that we work with frequently just before this podcast and I always wondered if you were able to look kind of weasel around that, but she was like, absolutely not. You'll do salary benchmarking on an international basis once a year, evaluate what everybody's on, have bandings, and then only if people meet certain criteria that like once a year, you'll be able to potentially increase their salary. But you're in a bit of a system, but maybe if you're in a smaller to medium-sized business, you do have a bit more flexibility around that. Yeah, okay. And... What, I mean, salaries within a business are always raised incrementally as well. I think the average is 3% a year or the maximum is 3% a year in most cases. Yeah. If you get one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's rare that you'd go into a business and they're going to guarantee you salary raises every single year. It may be up for discussion, but I don't think that, I yeah. don't I don't know, every, you know, most of the people that we place don't get a salary raise every year am I right no yeah I would say probably if you're on like 100k then and you're somewhere for like four years you'll probably end up on like 115 120 max unless yeah you've taken on like a hell of a lot more responsibility and lots of things have changed um yeah so it's if you move jobs though if you're like thinking about actually changing a different position where would you say that that ends up being 
It's normally between five and 10%. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's higher. It depends how much they want that person. Yeah. I'm going to slide in here and say, like, if you're on a salary and you want a significant increase, um, <clears throat> sometimes there's a really good case for that. Like, I'm working with someone at the moment who's been significantly underpaid because she was working for a friend. And then we've put her forward with a really good case study about why she should be on a higher salary. However, if it's just that you feel that you should be paid more because... Um, it's difficult, especially from a headhunter perspective. Like if you're on 50 grand and you're saying you want 100, it's, it's, it's I don't, yeah, it's really difficult to do that. It's really difficult to do that. And um, the same goes for completely changing industries and wanting to maintain the same salary. That's a kind of side track, but just remember to be a little bit realistic with what you're going for. It's sometimes a bit different. Some of the people I place are commercial people and their salaries tend to be slightly lower but they make a shitload of money on commission. Mm -hmm. So if it's a, a situation whereby they're going into a business and they pay higher salaries and lower commission, that's often where I can get the uplift for them. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously if you're buying high houses and things like that, then mm. that's what you'd be looking for anyway. Yeah, completely. But it's very different if you're a designer and you know you get paid xyz amount of money and yeah. then you're not getting commission and bonuses on top that's more difficult another thing that's just um kind of flagging in my brain here is always being honest about your salary um because mm. sometimes oh, it's really difficult if people we had a situation the other day didn't we where someone yeah. just refused point blank to tell us their salary and um even if your hr you know internally and you're trying to negotiate that salary for the person you're really wanting to do the very best for that like that person joining the business and yeah. you know not saying anything can lead to awkward situations down the line and can lead to offers being made that are either way lowballed to what you expect or just aren't right and at the end of the day the person in HR is going to see your P45 um, if you're not from the UK P45 is what you get from your previous employer but they're going to see what you earned in your last job anyway so it's much better to be honest about what you're on and what you're looking for and the reasons behind that mm. um and especially from a headhunter perspective, there's nothing more frustrating than trying to work with someone who is being really cagey about what they want because it just yeah. makes our life so much more difficult, especially if we're presenting people on a short list of which there'll be kind of three to five really great people. And we believe that you're one of them. We'll be talking about how amazing you are, talking about your background, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to salary, if you're being a bit shady about it. that... Um, then it's information that we can't glean. And it may mean that the interviewer might not want to meet you because they just don't know if they can risk it. They don't have a relationship with you. So what's the point? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So going back to asking for a salary raise or addressing the topic, mm -hmm. what do we think about timings? Well... If you're thinking about asking for a raise, it's always good to do it in a really positive light. So make sure that your boss is in a good mood, that you've got lots of positive things that you can talk about um, and that you are, um, you know, that you're ready to actually have this conversation. I would probably, yeah, if you're if you've just done a really amazing deal that's probably a really good time to start talking about it. Do you think 9am on a Monday morning after winding yourself up all weekend <laughs> about your salary? <laughs> no, don't send emails to people on a Sunday saying, can I have a coffee with you? The day before payday when you're skinned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, because it's going to make people panic and it's much better to do it on like a Thursday afternoon, have a proper conversation. Yeah, after you've had a really good week at work. Yes. Um, So yeah, if you've closed a huge deal or you're overperforming in your job, Mm -hmm. your boss will know that. Yeah. Like it doesn't slide by. Hmm. Um, Or when you're in your annual review or a six monthly catch up, if you have them, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the time to bring it up. Definitely. And And go there with your facts and your little case. And, you know, these are the things I've done over the past year. And this is the reason why I think I should get the salary review. If your company doesn't do salary reviews or doesn't have like catch-ups or things like that then book them in you know keep a note of what you're doing and book those book those things in and make sure that you're almost managing your boss because sometimes like we get knackered from doing so many different things and we'll forget because and like I've had it where someone's gone like oh it's my three-month probation today and I've been like oh my god I've completely forgotten because I totally haven't written that in my diary you know we forget so make sure that you're doing that yourself like keep an eye on Um, if you haven't spoken to your boss in months, then, you know, don't whinge about it. It's your responsibility to give them a bit of a nudge. It is, yeah. Take it into your own. And if your company doesn't do them more than once a year, then use that time on um, skilling up. That's something that you're a really big fan of, isn't it? Yeah. So I think, you know, people need to be really specific in what they're looking to achieve. And when you get to a certain level in your career, you've got to kind of pick, you know, are you a leader? Are you really good at managing people? And do you need mm-hmm. the support in your management skills? Because yeah. managing people and your workload are often a fine a fine balance. Yeah. So if you do need a course, you know, in, employers love having developing and engaged teams. So you need to take the responsibility in your own development. Mm -hmm. Um, So show initiative and find a course you want to do and ask the business to pay for it. And yeah, totally. Just be ballsy with it. Even if they won't, it shows that you're taking matters into your own hands. Yeah. And do they do any internal courses? If you work for a massive group, the chances are they do leadership courses internally with their HR teams anyway. So Mm -hmm. see if you can get on one. If they don't do courses and it's unlikely that like you, you, you do a job where you're just like, eh, there's not really a course that I can do. Like, how else can you skill up internally by taking more responsibility without being like muscling in on things? I've just watched The Apprentice, so I always feel mm. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So without being like some weirdo in The Apprentice, how do you kind of get yourself involved in things where it may be that you can kind of learn additional skills without being irritating to your peers? just be open about it ask if you can sit in on meetings Mm -hmm. and um and and learn about what they're doing you know if you're looking to develop a certain skill set and it's quite nerdy you know if you're if you work in content but you don't know anything about seo or ppc you probably should do but if you don't pay per click only learned that quite recently (laughs) so if you're a copywriter and you want to be a digital marketing manager yeah there's loads of great courses you can do you can go to general assembly and do digital marketing you can do google squared course Mm -hmm. like there's so many opportunities to do that and there's so many networking events where you could Mm. you know pick up those skills i have a story about this actually because i was working with a really great um art director creative director who had transitioned from editorial fashion editorial into working for a creative agency who had a really big 
um, fashion brand, quite a high streety brand, but they needed a big overhaul. And she was looking after that business, but she was involved in the creative side of things. But when it came to the content and the strategy, we sat and had a coffee and she was really, really frustrated that she didn't ever get to do any of that side of things. And she felt that she was just seen as kind of quite a fluffy creative. So I recommended to her that she said, please, can I be involved in the meetings? Um, and the next time I saw her, she was just completely full of energy. And it was a bit of a bummer for me because she then didn't want to leave her job. <laughs> hmm. um, but yeah, but it meant that she actually felt that she was being a bit more fulfilled, um, which is, you know, advice we give to everyone. If you are starting to think about leaving and it's probably about your salary or you're just feeling a bit grumpy, we always recommend doing as much as you possibly can within your current role so that you are um, fully aware of what you can achieve within that company because there's no point in going through a whole interview process with another business, getting to offer stage and then being like, okay, I've got this offer now and then using that to negotiate a better salary in your current position. It looks really naff. It's not very cool, is it? It it's, really isn't very cool for it's anybody. It's really time-wasting and it looks a bit disingenuous. It does, because the business where you're working at the moment should really have been paying you what you're worth anyway and you should have had that conversation. Um, and then the business who you have said that you're not going to go and work for has gone through this whole process, obviously really wants you on board and it's just not a really good way of doing things. So if you are thinking about leaving your job and it is anything to do with salary, make sure you've covered all your bases before. If you like your job, you like the people you work with, fix what you can there and at least you know where you stand and it will just give you that trigger because if you realise that there's nothing else that you can do within that company and you're never going to get a salary review and you're not going to get promoted, then it's time to move on. Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah. Um and if you're you know, if you're benchmarking yourself against people that already exist in the business, like mm. a peer that's doing really well at the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact is that people that overachieve in businesses get salary reviews mm. voluntarily yeah. Yeah. um because they stand out. Mm -hmm. So if you're benchmarking yourself against somebody who is walking around banging the drum about what they're doing mm. and um, is is bringing in really great results or smashing out amazing creative, mm -hmm. then make sure you're standing beside them in that sense. And, yeah. you know, don't just go away grumbling in a corner because you're <laughs> underpaid. <laughs> no, don't it's be just... It's a bit of a vibe kill, isn't it? And then you're like, can I have a pay rise? <laughs> Get up there. <laughs> Get up there. Um, I'm going to talk about something else that my um, HR friend brought up, and that is about women asking for pay rises. We're really bad at it. Um, we might do all of this work and get all ready and all pumped up and have that conversation but then um approach it with our tail between our legs yeah and be like oh god i'm really sorry i'm so incredibly loyal um so make sure that if you've had a conversation and it's not you know they're like yeah we really believe in you you're fantastic but it's not going to happen yet it'll happen in six months speak to them again in six months and send an email follow-up after that initial meeting saying hey great so i'm going to talk to you again in july you know it's january now so i'm really excited really positive about things don't just Put it, put it in your work diary so that everyone can see it. Yeah, <laughs> salary review meeting. No, but, but make sure. And also don't stifle your own career. I think, think but this is aimed at women specifically, I think, because what happens is you get into your 30s and we see a huge amount of dropout of really great talent mm. 
because people don't put themselves up for promotions or they kind of almost take themselves out of the game because they're viewed as people that may or may not decide to have kids or may want to go part-time or there's just various different reasons. And so there's a huge amount of issues we have with clients where we're asked to that's provide just sometimes that's like through industry as well though because they're in interviews and they sit down and they go hi Sally that's great oh good so I see you've got that engagement ring on are you mm. gonna have children soon and yeah. then that kind of negs you out a little it bit it does neg you out it does neg you out but we, we've got this massive gap of like really great women in their like late 30s early 40s mm. um for big heavy hitting roles and I think it's because um, people don't put themselves forward. So don't remember the person that was like 26, 27, who was knackered running around London, desperately trying to make it or running around wherever you are. But like that girl, remember her when you're taking yourself out of the game, you know? Mm. Remember that she was absolutely exhausted and working really hard and probably playing really hard as well. But, you know, keep her in mind when you are thinking about advancing your career and asking for different salaries. Mm. Don't let any future plans that you may have for families or anything like that get in the way you should still be included in salary reviews all sorts of stuff even if you're on maternity leave it doesn't even matter so no. just keep in the game as a rule of thumb in your 20s you're usually carving out your career yeah in your 30s you're building upon that yeah and then in your 40s you're you should be reaping the rewards for all your hard work that you've put in over the decades of time you've yeah. been <laughs> in industry yeah completely um, so you know don't top out in your 30s and not ask for that money because you deserve it yeah you definitely deserve it so let's talk about how you're viewed in the business from your line manager who needs you to do this amazing job mm -hmm. day in day out yeah to a HR director who may not know you so well mm. yeah so so it's a risk of you know, th this person needs you mm -hmm. because you're their lifeline in their team. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. If you're going to get that pay Unless rise, you're the person you with the in the corner. <laughs> Unless you're the person with the tail between the legs in the corner. <laughs> um, then, you know, how, how does that viewpoint differ? And is there anything you can do about it in mm. building a case? I think that making sure that you're on side with everybody is always a really just a good way to start about things. And you might not have a relationship with HR at all. You might be a note, a note here. Hmm. HR directors often don't accept chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot be bribed. They cannot be bribed. Well, I, no, actually, Ooh. everyone that I know probably would be welcoming of some chocolates. But yeah, so utilize um, the fact that that HR person wants to do the very best for both the business and for the employees that work there. So be nice to that HR person because they're going to hold the key and they're going to really help put that package mm. together if you are looking for a salary increase. Use your boss in a positive light. I mean, we haven't even talked about if you don't get on with your boss because that's really difficult if you're thinking about trying to get a salary increase. Mm. But always try and have your boss on side don't just jump past them and go to the person above it if you're feeling like you want to have a pay rise or you're feeling a bit flat because it doesn't go down well and it's always worthwhile making sure that you're close to whoever's you're directly reporting into even if you have to blow a little bit of smoke where it shouldn't go <laughs> because it's really important that that person feels that you're supporting them that you're valuing their opinions that you know in the team in the business yeah if you're pulling together strategy or content or you're working as a 
head of design or a design director and your creative director is taking all the glory, you know, just really, there's there's different ways of doing things, but mm. play the game. Um, and then utilize HR to make sure that they understand what you've achieved from A to B. If you're starting a new job, or even if it's kind of the beginning of the year, it's coming up to a really great time of year to do this, actually. But just keep a check of what you've achieved so far mm. that you can present back again in that case study of like, hey, this is where I started. This is where I'm at. And this is what I'd like. Have you got any kind of anecdotal or anything to talk about with uh Line managers. I mean, it's it's always difficult if your boss, if, mm. if you're just like, God, my boss is awful, but just keep them on side. Keep them on side. Mm. Yeah, just keep them on side. And, you know, actually, if you're going to a HR director and, you know, they are part of the same conversation, mm -hmm. you might be stuck in a salary banding mm. and there's not much they can do. Yeah. But try and get it penciled in. You mm. know, if you can work towards something together. Mm-hmm. Try and get it penciled in. Yeah, for the next couple of months or like mm. further on down the line. Um, but yeah, always try and just be nice to everybody and make sure that you're utilizing them. Like human resources is human resources. You know, you're part of a team. You need to be there. Um, you're doing a great job, we hope. Um, and, mm. you know, make sure that you're you're talking about that and that they understand that you are a value to the business. And if you leave, they're going to have to pay X amount of costs to replace you. So it's much better to keep you happy. And keep you in there. But don't say that in the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how, in the same vein then, how do you feel about, like, if someone's been in a company and shown loads of loyalty, they've been there five plus years, been slogging their guts out, seen everything kind of go through massive changes, and then Billy Wiz comes in on the same title as you, and you have a very strong feeling that they're on more money than you because your salary stayed a little bit static. Like, what's your advice for someone that's in that position? Harness the change. Yes. So get behind that person mm -hmm. because if you if there's some negativity between you, then you're going to take that into the room when mm. you're asking for more money. Yeah, and they Definitely. must be bringing some kind of sparkle, otherwise they wouldn't have been employed. Yeah. So you know, if if it, there's nothing more frustrating if you're a new person in a business and you're arriving with all these ideas and people are sat there going, "Yeah, we've tried that, it didn't work." Mm, don't and be that negative, Nelly. No. So get behind that person. Just mm -hmm. say. I feel we're going to be a great team together and, you know, show that you're being positive and not disgruntled in the workplace whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Are people but ever gruntled? Sorry. Gruntled. I, <laughs> I am so gruntled. Oh, so gruntled. Stella, the doggy, is lying here pretty gruntled, actually. She's always gruntled. She's always gruntled. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be a bit of an idiot if someone new joins. But also... If you're, uh, I should probably talk about people shouldering the burden of a business, you know, without even really being asked to. Um, this has happened twice in the last week to me where I've had um, talent who are both incredibly amazing. It's more on the creative side, I would say, that this tends to happen. One mm. person was working in editorial um, for four years and then switched to working for a small um, luxury boutique agency and is on a salary that is significantly lower significantly lower than what they should be on and when I questioned them about it they said that they just kind of felt that because they'd come from editorial a long time ago that they were always going to be paid less than their peers um which is ridiculous and also they were worried that the business maybe wasn't making as much money as they had done before 
Um, but they were also talking about how many new hires had been made and how the projects that they were working on were really great. So there's obviously some money in the company. Um, and so it definitely should some have been addressed. trickle down to that person. Yeah, and another person, I think I've mentioned them at some point before, who was working for a friend's business who had accepted a salary is kind of like, don't worry, I'll help you out. And then you've got to be careful going to work for a friend um, unless you've probably already had a business relationship with them because... Um, that friendship can turn into something different. Um, mm. And they have ended up with a huge amount of responsibility um, that they've shouldered and absolutely sod all in terms of money. <laughs> so <laughs> just, you know, even though that business is making money, don't shoulder the burden of your own company. You know, no. you still need to ask for pay rises. You still need to um, to be proactive in your career. So in the same breath, do you feel, so looking at businesses, mm. they often have, HR have a budget every year. Yeah. And um, one thing to mention is if you're working within a business mm -hmm. and you've got um, pay freezes mm. or like recruitment freezes because the brand needs to stabilize or mm -hmm. redirect itself, then the fact is that nobody will be getting a pay rise. Mm. So there's no point wasting your energy on it really. Am I, yeah. do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. yeah? yeah definitely. Um, but often is the case that HR will have a budget every year mm. and most of the time they'll spend it on new hires over mm. giving voluntary pay rises. It's yeah. not like they're walking around giving people wads of money all the time. <laughs> so if you want to put your hat in the ring, put your hat in the ring and try yeah. and get some of that and see if you can get a bit of a trickle down pay rise. Yeah, completely. Um, might not happen, but it's worth asking. What if you are working for a company that is tiny and doesn't have HR or is medium sized and should have HR? Like, and you've got to speak to the founder of the business. Oh, you need to just get the facts right. Yeah. So get your facts right. Write yourself some bullet points. Mm -hmm. Take the personal out of the equation. Yeah. And just address it. Head, head it off at the pass. Yeah. Just really be yeah. forceful with it. Yeah. And, you know, using things like I get approached for roles that are between X, Y, Z amount. Mm -hmm and this amount mm. so I think my salary is a bit low yeah what can we do yeah and if we say we it's yeah it's a collective better than I yeah definitely <laughs> it's it's a collective decision it's saying yeah it's having a conversation about it if your um founder or CEO or anyone is particularly fiery and you just feel really uncomfortable about it um just get prepared before you have that conversation mm. and um take advice if you need to either from like a headhunter or from a um you know from an HR person or like an external yeah, HR person. Yeah I think the point about picking your moment yeah. is probably more relevant in this case mm. because yeah. those people aren't used to sitting down with employees every day mm. about employee related issues yeah such it, as salary raises mm -hmm. so you might catch them off guard mm. and normally if by the way if you ask your boss can we have a coffee it puts the fear like, of God in them. Uh oh, yeah. they're handing in their notice. My whole business is um, falling apart. There's only four of us. That's what a quarter of want? the business gone. What does she want? This, yeah, this is what I, I get personally. So <laughs> I desperately try from a boss perspective. I have um, reviews booked in. I have like an HR person on retainer. So you don't get sprung upon. So I don't get sprung upon. And so if I do, <laughs> if I do then at least I feel a bit more grounded. That's a little, uh, Anna, yeah, a little piece of advice from uh, from the other side. Rachel uh, texted me, oh, she wants a coffee. <laughs> Actually, it was totally fine. Just wanted to have a chat. Totally <laughs> fine. But it does put like serious fear in you. Um, okay, we should talk about how to manage your offer. So if you are um, either getting an offer from your business, your existing business that you're working with, or more than likely you're going through a package from a company that is now offering you a job, 
Like, what is your first piece of advice with that? Have, have a read of your contract, but there's other things to consider before you even read your contract. They don't approach you with a contract, do they? They approach you with a verbal offer. Yeah. And it's normally appealing to your, like, excitement about the business. Mm-hmm. So put the excitement about the business to one side and take into account the cold hard facts of what the actual job is so if your job is just looking after a certain region or a certain task at the moment Mm. but you're going to get exposure to um a a global role for instance yeah then if it's a global role is it a lot more work Mm. or have you got a bigger team and does Mm -hmm. it require more management in which case you should be asking for more money if your job is actually bigger yeah um Whereas if it's the sideways step, then maybe it's kind of the same money or a little. And uh, what would you do if you had gone in there and said, okay, my current salary is 60,000 and I'm expecting 80,000 for this because it's a step up. I'm really thinking I'm going to be doing a great job. You obviously need me, blah, blah, blah. And they offer like 62. So the chances are... Or as we like to call it, low ball. Low ball. Low ball salary offers. Oh. I'm a massive fan of those. <laughs> Not. It's the worst thing ever as a recruiter. It's the worst. Um, first of all, um, if they were asking for the 80K and you only had 65K in the budget, then the candidate should know that to start with. Mm-hmm. So if we were like, hey, you might come in above budget then mm. they should already know that and they should yeah. expect this low ball offer. But that's not happened though in this case. Like they've just literally... They've just got a shit offer. Yeah, they've just got a terrible offer. The CFO's got involved and is trying to save money. Like how do you, how how would you advise as the person getting that offer, like how to deal with it first of all? Because it's obviously quite a bit of a deflated like, <sighs> yeah. Uh, don't, don't, don't worry about it for a moment. Take the emotion out. Take the emotion out mm-hmm. and say, no, I wouldn't do it for less than 70. Mm-hmm. And then that's your, you know, find a walkaway point. Find a walkaway point, yeah. yeah. Have a have a properly good idea of what it actually is going to take for you to move to that company. Yeah. Do you love the business? Mm-hmm. And do you love the role? Mm. What are the benefits? Mm-hmm. So consider those. Because yeah. if the benefits are that you're not going to be spending any money on travel because you can walk to work, mm-hmm. then you're actually saving money. Um, yeah. Do you get free lunch every day? Like some of the big groups do like lunch voucher situations and things like that. Or just know. a fancy canteen. I do a like fancy, a meeting in a fancy canteen. A fancy canteen. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, take it, take on board all of those things yeah. and um, and then evaluate things because it has to make financial sense for you to move Yeah. unless you just really hate your job and it's not about the money whatsoever. Yeah. It doesn't um, mean that the company don't think that you're great as well. It's just them literally yeah. looking at you as a, you know, as a number on a sheet. And yeah to bring you in and it doesn't mean that there's no negotiation after that no so one thing that I often do if they can't increase that if it's like the end of the financial year and they're a bit strapped for cash or Mm -hmm. whatever is to say that when the person's joined the business after six months Mm -hmm. which they've passed their probation they're flying they've you know started to make some really good traction with work within the business they've settled in it's they've proved that they're doing a really really good job mm-hmm. um and what they've been hired to do yeah and ask if they can have that written into their contract that they get a salary increase or a salary discussion in six months time i think that's a really good idea okay and then just in terms of general offers anyway i think that's where my kind of read your contract comes in so if you've got an offer that you're like okay i'm cool with this but um it's for me 
something to do with like how your package is actually made up and what you're relying on because you cannot rely on bonuses to make no. up your basic salary. Um, even if the business is like, yeah, for the last five years, we've definitely paid out that bonus. We've had a situation recently where a really big retailer has paid out their bonus a lot over the last few years. And um, people have accepted jobs based on the fact that they're thinking like, oh, great. Yeah, um, I'll probably get X amount at the end of the year. And even if they've performed, it's always been 5% bonus. Yeah, so, yeah, they've performed themselves. The business, uh, the shareholders have decided not to pay out bonuses to the staff. So make sure that the basic that you've been offered is enough to cover you and you're not relying on that bonus um, for it to, yeah, for it to be paid out. Or if it's weighted like 50% on personal performance and 50% on company, at least you'll get half of it because mm, if you're doing your job yeah, right. That's good. Um, and be really careful with things like a bit duh. Um, you'll know if you have that in your contract. It's about the profit of the business and how your bonus is paid out. And um, it can sometimes get a bit sticky. Um, should talk about shares very, very briefly in this. Like if you're being given share options, are they actually worth anything? Like is that business mm. planning on selling or else are they floated on the stock exchange and you get a discounted price? Like really have a think about it. And um, also if you're going back a little bit, if you're saying your salary to someone, um, don't just say the total package, say I'm on 80K plus benefits and bonus. Don't just say like, mm. oh, I'm on about 110 because that doesn't really help anybody. You need to have like your proper basic salary and then plus the other things as well. Yeah. So let's discuss the key facts we can take away from today and what we've learned. Um, so find out the facts and use them. Yeah. Get talking to people. Mm hmm evaluate yourself like have a really good look at yourself from an outside perspective take ego out of it try not to be stroppy and you know ask other people's opinions about you maybe mm. if you can take it <laughs> pick your moment so yeah don't go walking in or full of rage on a monday morning asking for a pay rise <laughs> pick the moment pick wait the till you're having a really good week yeah and go for it definitely um be vibes like be the person that should get the raise don't be the grumbly person in the corner represent yourself well be someone that deserves to be promoted or to have a, an increase in their salary yeah look outside the business if all else fails um get talking to people mm -hmm. get interviewing and hopefully by that point you'll have evaluated whether you're actually happy in your business as mm -hmm. well um everything's a conversation uh, remember that if you are going into be uh have try and get a pay rise or to move to a new position you're there to negotiate it's important that you have a conversation about it make sure that you've got your facts and be ready to have a chat mm -hmm. and don't go using other companies to gain a higher salary it's just not cool no don't do that people move around a lot in industry so you mm. might come across that person again mm. yeah definitely we are still navigating the high seas of our podcast journey and we really hope that you're enjoying being along for the ride. Um, we are hopefully next week, next time, going to be starting to bring um, some of our experts from the outside world into the podcast room that we're sat in, which is very nice. Um, potentially about legal, potentially about HR. It'll be one of those things anyway. So if you've got any questions that you would like us to answer or topics that we can cover, then please do get in touch. You can reach us on podcast at talentatelier.com. And we also have a very beautiful new website and a growing archive of articles, which you can have a look at on www.talentatelier.com. Thank you so much. <laughs>